trapping. Make sure you like, subscribe, and hit that bell icon. Hello, and welcome to Let's Sip and Talk with Freema. So today we have on a special guest, Josh Ford, and I can't wait to hear from him. He has a lot going on, a lot of positive things, a lot of great things, and I can't wait for him to share that with us. So make sure you guys subscribe to my YouTube channel to see the behind the scenes of Miss Let's Sip and Talk. And also, don't forget, we have our first annual Let's Sip and Talk with Freema and Friends closet giveaway coming up December the 12th from 9 to 12 at 125 Chestnut Street here in Orangeburg, South Carolina. Everything's free. Come shop, shop, shop. You might find some items for Christmas for your loved ones. So make sure you spread the word and you guys come out there. So without further ado, let's learn a little about Josh Ford. Just play. Yeah. No, turn me up. Hey. hey I think we got one. Yeah. Here we go. Tell me what do you see hey. when you're looking at me. Y'all quickly 
Hello, hello, hello. How you doing? I am fine. So, <laughs> Mr. Josh Mode Ford, <laughs> tell us a little about yourself. Oh, man, where do I even start? That's... <laughs> start from the beginning. Like, when when did you know you were an athlete? When did you feel it? At a, at a young age, I started out, you know, real young playing sports. Um, I grew up in Montbello. Um, that's a town in Denver, Colorado. That's where I'm from, Montbello. And um, I played for the Falcons. And just at a young age, you know, at the start it was rough because I wasn't I wasn't very good. But, you know, I developed and I just learned to use it as a vehicle, use sports as a vehicle and let it take me places. Um, I'm an author. I'm an athlete. I'm an artist. I'm a father, a mentor. You know, I, I wear many hats. So, yeah. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Now, you mentioned, and, and we'll definitely get back to the athletic side, but you mentioned you're an author. So, mm -hmm. what type of books? Tell tell me about that. So, my first book is called Out the Cage, and it's um it's like a self help book, but okay. more so it's it's a journey. Um, you know, and that's kind of the theme. The business is out the cage, as you see on my shirt, the cage breakers. It's all connected. But with uh, out the cage, it's just about letting go of what limits you, you know. Um, and in the book, you know, I just talk about my journey of how I got to break out of, you know, the cages that I've been in. And um, just also talking about just leveling up in life. It's pretty it's supplemental for the reader, you know, so different people get different things out of the book. Um, but for me, like, you know, I talk about. For instance, I open the book, I talk about, you know, my coach at the time, who's actually uh, the assistant uh, or the OC with the Kansas City Chiefs right now. He was my coach at the time, and this was years ago. Um, we were doing an offense versus defense drill in practice. And, um, you know, it was competition, and all the offense needed was 10 yards to win the competition. And I play running back. And, you know, the play was to me. I got the ball. I ran. I got those 10 yards. You know, I broke loose. I got those 10 yards. And once I got the 10, I started coasting. And um, the safety at the time, I got Terrell Smith. Uh, you know, he hawked me down, tackled me. But, like, I wasn't I wasn't tripping because I got the 10 yards. Everybody's celebrating. Yeah. We won the competition. And um, I look over at Coach, and he's just – he's not too happy, you know. And he kind of gets on me and everything. And I'm like – like what's the problem like we won like I got the yards ended up going to talk to him and you know he was just talking about I needed you to score like you you complained like media you satisfied with mediocrity you know what I mean and um he was oh, like okay right, like finish go score like you did the minimum you know I want you to be great every time and he taught me it was like good is the enemy of great that's what he told me and just was like you know breaking out of that cage and, you know, he transferred that into everything from me, you know, if I got a C when I could have got an A, just things like that. Right. And that's right. what out the cage is, you know, it's everybody has their different cages, whether, you know, it could be self-doubt, um, attitude, anger, whatever it is, it's just breaking out of that cage. That's what that first book is about. Okay. Well, that's nice. And that's what we need, definitely, because we sometimes do settle for less. We do just enough to get by, you know? Right, right. Just enough to get by. And then, um, you know, my second book is called Misinformed. Okay. And 
Misinformed is they're two separate books. Misinformed is doing really well. Misinformed, I don't really want to give away too much, but it's pretty much it's about a a boy and um he's a freshman, he's all American, he's doing really good in sports on the field, but off the field, he's making some uh bad decisions. Bad decision. And okay. things like that, and he's he's getting in trouble. And um he be- he believes in his head because I'm so good at sports, I can do whatever I want. And a right. lot of people community is giving him a pass letting him do whatever he wants because he's good at sports and um that's what the term it's informed is because he uh he gets a rude awakening it's not always like that and um you know he, he learns character matters he learns the importance of academics it's a great book um everybody go check right. that out yeah Okay, misinformed. I like that because, you know, to be honest, going through school and everything, you always thought, you know, the athletes could do whatever they want and and still succeed because they're great at what they do. So, again, that's another good book, a good read that all of us should read so we have more understanding. So that's that's awesome. What what made you decide you wanted to start writing and be an author? I just always like creative writing. Um. I mean, and it's funny because it all connects to what I was talking about without the cage and being a cage breaker. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times, you know, you might like to write or do art, but you're stuck in that cage of what other right. people, you know, so you're afraid to be yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, creative writing. Oh, you like creative writing. It's like, yeah, I like to creative write, um, storytelling, all that. So I just had a knack for writing. And I was like, I was already going around talking on like a lot of schools and things like that. And I just okay. kind of wanted to just put a book together and give the people who I might not get a, be able to talk to a reach, like they can get this book, you know? So what, what came in your head, uh, Josh, to say, you know what, I want to be a a motivational speaker. If that's what you would call it. I want to go out there and speak to different schools. Like what, what popped in your head to say that you have that talent, you have that voice, or is it from life experiences? It just came from from life experiences. I never really planned it. I really don't even look at myself as a motivational speaker. I just go and we just have real life conversations. And um, I, re- I started small, like I just was starting, you know, talking to kids in neighborhood, different teams, you know, sharing mm-hmm. my stories. Just I think it came from just being just being real. Like, right. Everything ain't right. all good. Everything's not perfect. Um, I've, I went through a lot of adversity. Um, just telling people they can overcome the adversity and then um like I do curriculums uh, and things like that I keep the book so it's all just okay. fine you know and it's not really me it's me I, I go and I speak but the beautiful thing is I learn like when I go yeah. places I learn you know everybody's an expert at their own life so when I go talk to you if I, if I go to talk to a team or if I you know I go talk to the kids in jail whatever like I learn from them it's a conversation you know mm-hmm. so I'm telling that the truth absolutely and see that's how it is when I have these conversations these um I don't necessarily like to say interviews I like to say conversations because like you said we learn from each other you know so it's not just I learn something different every time I speak to someone different so it's good to go out there and, and speak because you know being knowledgeable and learning from each other it's awesome. A lot of people don't like to learn from each other. A lot of people, you can't tell a lot of people things. So, you know, to have people like yourself um, in this world that's willing to go out there and give knowledge to not just kids, adults, you know, whomever that you mm-hmm. come in contact with is amazing. So kudos to you and keep up that great work. 
likewise, kudos to you for creating this platform and, you know, getting us on here and just having these conversations, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's one needed. Of the, yeah, one of the things that I, I believe in life is, you know, as long as you inspire, you impact just one person, it matters, you know? Absolutely. It's something that's going to keep going on. People going to look back at these interviews and it's just going to keep growing. So shout out to you for doing this. We, we appreciate no, you. I appreciate that a lot. So well, back to the athletic side, you said you have, is it a son that you have? No, nah, daughter. Two daughters. Oh, you got a daughter? Because I was going to ask yeah. where you going <laughs> to let him play sports, you know, like you did. Well, I guess she can play sports too, but definitely not football. But um, are you still currently playing, Josh? Are you still currently playing? You retired? I mean, it's all up. Uh, it's all up in the. It's all up in the air right now. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I wasn't really far, like I can play. Like I'm, I'm still mm-hmm. I stay active. I can play, but it's more so now just. I really want to help others. That's that's the yeah, biggest thing right now. I mean, okay. I don't know if uh, I don't know if you got to see, but I, I've actually I made a song because I, I like I said I'm an artist, so mm-hmm. we do music. But I made a song called "Athlete Depression," and oh, wow. it, yeah, I made a song called "Athlete Depression," and um, in the song I just talk about like all the surgeries and stuff like that I've been through. So mm-hmm. you know. Just wow. yeah, yeah, just going through a lot. Um we have to talk to the producers and see if we can play that. But um just talked about going through a lot and uh yeah, so now I just wanna help people. You gotta yeah. use tool. I mean when I do what I do, like many people I, I can train, I can do all this, but what I do is I do like enrichment, like athlete development. I I send so many like I use athlete athletics as a tool to like mentor and help people. Right. Many people fall off. Like I said, all the best athletes is in jail. Mm. You, you can go to any community, any city around the world. All the best athletes is in jail or all the best athletes is like all the OGs or whatever. You know what I mean? Uh, so, yeah. and, and I'm not knocking anybody, but it's just using ath- athletics to just help people, you know, just make better decisions and better choices. Like I said, it's tons of athletes that I know I went to school with the best who, you know, might have just just were misinformed. Um, Absolutely. Help the youngins coming up um, just to use it as a vehicle. Don't let the game use you. You use it. You know what I mean? You didn't gave your life to this game and you have nothing to show for it. You know, like get something out of it. Absolutely. Um, And you said the name of that song was Athletes Depression? Athlete depression. Um, Athlete depression. Okay. That's cool. You know, it's it's funny you say that. I was on um Facebook and a gentleman, he's foot he plays football and he has a youth football um camp. And he mentioned about a lot of people don't understand that what athletes go through because they're so good on the field, you know, but nobody actually take the time to say, Are you okay? You know, mentally, are you okay? What's going on in your head? You know, so yeah, they need that. You're the first person I actually spoke with that actually says you want to use that as an enrichment, you know, because they're so good on the field, but nobody ever take the time to say, aside from football or aside from basketball, track, whatever, Mm -hmm. how are you feeling? You know, what's going on in your head? So yeah, they need that. It's all about balance, you know? Yeah. Like even, like I seen something on a, it's something trending, little dude uh, ran and 
ran into the ref, kind of roughed the ref up. He was a little upset. I don't know if you got to see the clip. Mm-hmm. You know, you see stuff like that. And, um, you know, people, they, they want you to be, you know, a savage and a beast. But they don't really teach you how to separate that kind of, you right. know, I want you to be a savage. We're going to come out and we're going to have, you know. Yeah. And just teach, teach about separation. But like I said, just teaching about using it as a vehicle. You as know? a vehicle. Right. That's that's the biggest thing. It's like you see people come all over. They come from wherever, come wherever, all over. Uh, and they come to these schools and, you know, they get kicked out and stuff like that, catching cases. It's like. No, take advantage of this opportunity while you're here, you know. Absolutely. It's, it's not just about you. It's also about your family, too. You're creating a pipeline. Like, that was one of the things I was happy about for me, you know, when I got to go um, to University of Colorado, you know, I got to create, you know, at least like a little pipeline for my little brother to come and, you know, so mm-hmm. that, was, that was pretty interesting. Well, that's nice. That's nice. So, so what would you tell, just something off the top of your head, what would you tell the little, the young kids, the ones that want to be a pro football or go to college and be a college um, star? Like what, what motivation would you give them? What advice would you give them? You know, it's, especially for the ones who's been doing it, it's just like tying your shoe. You know, it's just like tying your shoe. You're just playing football. Like, just keep working, keep getting better. But it's it's the, the little things that's going to separate you, like making sacrifices. That's going to separate you. Um, you have all the talent in the world, but it's the little things that's going to separate you. So when I talk about sacrifices, like, I ain't going to go to this party. I'm not going to go to the, you know. I'm yeah. not going to be on the game all night. I'm going to do this homework, you know, really just making sacrifices. Um, that's one of the biggest things I'll say, like learn, learn to learn to sacrifice if you really want it. And um, that's the truth. Yeah, you, yeah use, it, and use it as a tool, but set your goals and just work hard. I'm not going to give the Disney speeches like, oh, yeah, let's do it. No, like set your goals and work hard, but go get it. But understand it's not going to be easy. Um, learn, elevate. And just take advantage. Right. What kept you on a straight and narrow, Josh? What kept you molded? <clears throat> um, my community. My uncle. I got an uncle who's he's always on me. He makes sure yeah. I do. Um, you know, having having a a good coach and a good mentor. Um, but just really. Like I said, seeing so many great athletes that I look up to that's older than me who probably, you know, just ran into unfortunate situations and things like that. And just looking at younger, the younger athletes who, you know, maybe didn't get that chance. Um, Also, just looking at the world and me just being a a black man, you know what I mean? And looking how everything, how the world is and look at, you know, what's going on in the world. It's like, you know, I want to help people, but. I I had my fair share of troubles. I'm not perfect, but you know, I had people that didn't give up on me and I, I pay it forward. Right. So you believe in a saying it takes a village to raise a child. Cause you named quite a few individuals that impacted your life from uncles to coaches, you know, parents. So you believe in a saying it takes a village to raise a child? Yeah, it takes a village because you learn from everybody. 
from everybody, yeah. Um, you learn from everybody, and everybody plays a part. You know, it takes a village because if you go, if you look at it, and we in the village, you know, and you, you see people, you got people in the village who's letting you get passes, and they see you doing stuff, and they don't say nothing to you. They letting you slide. They see you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It takes a village, you know. That's the truth. You know, I wish a lot of parents would you know, really think about that. And like you said, watch these interviews, go back and watch them and, and hear it from kind of like the horse's mouth, you know, from the athletes saying that, yeah, we we, we had several different individuals teaching us, not just one. Because, you know, the reason I say that a lot of parents get upset when you say something to their child nowadays, you know, so it's kind of hard. Yeah, they, they get on you. But I mean, the biggest, if it comes from a good place and it's just love, like, hey, like, you know better, don't do that. You know what I mean? Just kind of our responsibility to each other, you know? Absolutely. That's just really what it is. I mean, so going back to it takes a village, like, that's just with everything. Somebody in my immediate family or whatever might not have the tools or might not can't teach me something. I'll go learn it from somebody else. You know, we, we can't be selfish. That's the biggest thing. Like, we got to help each other. Like, you know, like, like the book, like the books, they they not for me. They for us. Exactly. Exactly. They, they're for us. Like, when I talk about misinformed, like, that's for us to help, you know, the young men and young women coming up to take advantage of their opportunities. Like, so many, you know, so many people have face like academic casualties where they you know they can't play some of the best you know have been ineligible and it's not due to you know them not being smart it's just some people just probably didn't care didn't take school seriously because they were so good some people probably was never taught that right you know what i mean so it's it's just things like that it takes a village takes a village absolutely absolutely and just one more time what's the name of your books misinformed and out the cage and out okay, out the cage, and everybody can get these books on um, different platforms. They're Amazon, Amazon uh-huh. available on Amazon, and they're available on outthecage.com. Okay, outthecage.com. You can get the books on Amazon as well. Y'all make sure y'all get these books. We can learn from each other, we can learn from these books because. A person like me who has kids that's athletes, that's something that'll be a good read for me so I can get the inside and know how to handle different situations. So, um, again, kudos to you, Josh. Kudos to you. Um, let's see. Also, um, the, 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 the music, is that already out already or it's coming? That's a work in progress. It's out. It's out. It's already out. Okay. It's out. So it just goes back to storytelling, just different ways of storytelling. Like I told you, just being creative. I'm not a rapper, but I just get to use it and I get to tell stories. And then when I go back to, like if I'm in a classroom, if I'm in a lecture, we can look back to the videos. You know, so I got um, just a bunch of different projects in that aspect. Again, I'm not a rapper, I'm just an artist. But I use that storytelling. The athlete depression, like a lot of people, that helped a lot of people. I believe it. You know what I mean? And it helped me too. But it it was a way where I speak where a lot of people was like, what? You went through that? I didn't even know. It's like, yeah, it's real. 
It's real. And it helps more people say, okay, I'm not the only one. You know, I can share my story with someone now. I feel, I don't feel like I'm in this box by myself. So, you know, like to use your platform, to use what you had to do stuff like this is, it's amazing. You know, you're thinking outside the box and you're helping people at the same time. I'm I'm just really doing my part. And it it goes back to, like I talk about, we're going to talk about being out the cage and, you know, you see the shirt of cage. It's just doing your part to serve the world. Like, this is me. You know what I mean? If I'm trying to be somebody else, then I'm not being me and I'm I'm not helping and I'm not doing my part for the, the world. You know, this this machine, you know, me being just a little screw in the bigger picture. Yeah. Um, so with that, like, I, I, I just got to do my part. If that makes sense, and um, yeah, I get it. That's how I feel. <laughs> and, and like a lot of a lot of us go through it, so you know, um, again, it's athlete depression, and yeah, that's how I feel, though. You know, and it takes whatever your mindset is. You know, uh, you just want to put something out there in the universe. You want to put it out there in the air. You want to help somebody, like you said, one person at a time, because you know we can't. I can't expect everybody to this listen to an interview or listen to the show and and get something from it. But if I can get just at least one person and say, you know what, I'm going to take this and run with it. I'm going to take this and use it. Then I feel like my job for that day is done. You know, I feel like I did a good deed for that day. So I always tell on my show, make sure you did a good deed today, whether it's complimenting somebody, making somebody feel good. You never know what one person is going through. You know, so try to just be nice. Kindness doesn't cost you anything. So, yeah, I always try to, you know, say positive things on the show. Keep people motivated. Let them know, like, this world is ugly already. We don't need to be mean to each other. Like, we don't have to do that. Exactly. And I don't know if it's okay, Josh, but um, are we able to play your song? Alan was able to able to find it. Can we play it or? Yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's do that. Let's, let's play it. Okay, Alan, um, we can listen to it. Let's do it. Athlete Depression. When you're falling, everything's all good. Everybody wants a party. But even your shadow leaves you when it's dark. When you're falling, everything's all good. Everybody wants a party. That's what I'm facing, yo. Everything gone now. Used to be amazing, though. Acting brand new, like they never heard of me. Yeah, they all turn their backs, burn to the third degree. Crazy and absurd to see. Slow down my surgeries. Still empty to this day. Not where I prefer to be. Don't forget me if you make it. That's what they used to say. They forgot about me, though. Still hurt to this day. Why you trying always fail? Why you stay injured as hell? Falling off the trail. Why you ain't up in the NFL? When you're falling, everything's all good. Everybody wants a party. But even your shadow leaves you when it's done. When you're falling, everything's all good. Everybody wants a party. Shadow leaves you in his dark. Mom thinking it's CTE. 
depression up inside of me. Self-worth in the game, so I don't know what I'ma be. Identity foreclosure, been doing this since I was two. Now it's all over, and I don't know what I'ma do. Thank God I stayed in school, truthfully not many do. Khalil, I owe my life to you. Sean White, you saved me too. Slash on me, there's more to life, so now I know what I'ma do. All my athletes stay strong, yeah, you gon' make it through. Gotta make it through the phase, gotta break about the cage. Elevate, go learn to trade, it's more to life, you'll be amazed. When you're ballin', everything's all good, everybody wants a party. But even your shadow leaves you when it's done. When you're ballin', everything's all good, everybody wants a party. Wow, that was good. That was very inspiring. That's something that we need to hear. That was great. That was great. Because like you said, you ball and everybody wants a part. But, you know, things run out and things change. You know, people change. So, yeah, yeah, these athletes got to remain strong. We got we can't forget about them as a person. We got to look at them as, you know, the person they are, not just that athlete. That was amazing. I love that. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, it was, you know, it's just storytelling. It's, it's a lot of people's stories, a lot of people's, yeah. you know, we got a lot of, you know, like I said, so many people, you know, just was hitting me just on the, on the you know, they're not going to comment or say anything, but they was hitting in the, in, the, in the private messages like, thank you. I needed that and I'm going through it, you know, and it's like, okay, I got you. Let me help or how can I help or get you some resources because it's real. You know, you've been doing it. Like I said, I've been yeah. doing this too. Um, and then, you know, like just lost a lot of people, um, a lot of good people. So, yeah. 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 And then when you get injured, you know, that's depressing and stuff. So, Josh, you have to keep this up. They need someone like you. These athletes need someone that know it's a, another world other than just athletics, you know, that that that's going on. So, yeah, you keep up this good work. And I and we have to, you know, um, sit down and, and, and talk again in the future just to see, you know, what's going on now and all this other stuff, because I, I love to hear stories like this. I love to talk to individuals that want to make a difference you right. know so i appreciate you thank you so much for this i don't want to hold you for your whole sunday um but before we um part ways is there anything else that you would like to say that you would like to share with us oh man um i just got a lot you know a lot in the work still creating you know still working i'm um, definitely getting those books but like i said i'm here to help um 
you know, if anybody who's watching wants to connect or, you know, wants to talk, you know, you guys can contact the, the admin um, and, and get in touch or or whatever. You know what I mean? They can hit you up. We can, however we can work that out. Um, and likewise, if you need me or, you know, um, anybody on the production team needs me, uh, you know, just just let me know, and I'm and I'm there. Um, I love this platform and what you guys have. Um, and like I said, I just I just like to just like to help people. Um, yeah, and, I appreciate that. And that's and that's really that. Um, you know what what got you into what like motivated you to start? You know, um, well, um, in my previous um job, I was a mission coordinator. To where I had to basically make sure it was about maybe 300 plus agents where I worked at. And I had to make sure everybody was kind of happy. I know it sounds like how, but mm-hmm. you know, from playing games with them, allowing them to come to my office and confide in me on things that's going on, um, helping them find resources when they were going through maybe hardships or just any type of situation. So I was their go to to help mold them to become better versions of themselves to let them know that you can be better than you were yesterday. So I was that individual um, that did that. Um, And honestly, it got a little overwhelming, not because of my task and my duties, but because I was asked to do other things that was not in my scope, you know, so now I'm taken away from the agents to do interviews or be the receptionist, you know, and it was just like, I wasn't signed up. I want to deal with my agents. I want to help them. So I kind of had to move on. And once I moved on, I, I still wasn't fulfilled because I wasn't no longer doing what I enjoyed doing, you know, as far as helping people. So I decided to come up with this, you know, at first it started out being panels, getting, um, doing different topics, um, seeing it from different people's perspectives. And Mm -hmm. then COVID came and messed that up to where we couldn't be around each other. And then Alan came around and said, hey, what about virtual interviews? And so, hey, shout out to Alan. Alan. (laughs) Definitely, definitely. So, yeah, here I am. So what's what's um what's been your favorite episode so far? If you have one, I I I don't know if I have one yet. You know, I do. I don't want to say what my favorite. Um, because I'm so big on dare to be different, you know, yeah. like don't stay in a bubble, talk about what you feel you want to talk about, but be, you know, be respectful. Um, a recent one I just had was with Mr. John Gunning. And okay. the reason why it was my most, um, I'm not going to say favorite, but one of the, because it was different, we spoke right. about race. We spoke about you know, we took it there. You see yeah. what I'm saying? And so that was kind of like, this is what I like. Let's get people blood boiling. Let's get people to think outside the box, you know? So I, that was one of my favorite ones if I had to choose so far, only because it was a different conversation. And mm-hmm. me and him are two different race. So to be able to have a conversation like that, I found it I found it interesting. I loved it. Right, right. And, um, you know, on, on that topic, you know, you're talking about race and and just all those types of things. Um, I admire that because, like I said, that's what we both doing, you know? Yeah, Helping yeah. Men and women. Um, Absolutely. And you got to have a voice and not be scared to voice it. You you know what I mean? Like, you got to be scared to say it. Sometimes you can't sugarcoat when you want to help individuals, you know? So. And, and, and that's that. Um, did you play sports at all? 
I ran track. Ran track. <laughs> you ran track. I always wanted to play basketball, but I don't know if I can handle that. It's kind of rough out there, so I just I, I did track. <laughs> but with you, you know, you coming up, um, and I know you you grew up around a lot of amazing athletes. Like I'm from a whole different side of the map, so I ask you this: like, did you see? Any, you know, young men and women who, you know, had promising futures, sports school, who fell off? Yes. And, and, and see, I didn't keep in touch to know the truth. But, mm-hmm. of course, it's always he say, she say. So I don't know if it was a smoking marijuana or they just didn't have that drive anymore. I don't know. But we had a lot of great athletes that I knew, which I'm a high schooler, so I don't know for certain, um, mm-hmm. could make it but didn't. So I don't know what happened with that in college. The college I went to, we didn't have a sport. I know it sounds crazy. We, I went to a mortuary college. So it was a private school. We didn't have like sports and stuff there. Mm-hmm. But for high school, I did see a lot of individuals that I felt could have made it right. and did. Right. You know, and even when you talk about like, uh, you know, smoking marijuana or whatever, it's like somebody to teach them about marijuana. You know what I mean? about me about drinking like i'm not gonna shame anybody for smoking or drinking but i'm gonna teach you about it you know right so they understand what it does to you yeah that's that's what it is somebody to teach them about it everybody like don't don't do that don't do that i'm gonna teach you about it and about its effects i'm gonna teach you about why you know and this is male female whatever this is you you know you're supposed to be coming in and you go to a party and you want to have these many drinks. I'm gonna teach you about the effects and what it does to you know the brain and the body you know, um, and all these different types of things, the effects and why you can't do that. Um, the assaults. It's just a lot that's yeah. happening. You know, just just really trying to help. Like and see the approach. Excuse the my approach. dog. It's it's, uh, it's all good. It's it's about the approach, but yep. Like I said, I'm not I'm not knocking or shaming anybody, but it's like if you if I come and I come from the hood, you know, I don't have anything, and you bring these guys out there and like you got a guy who maybe gets sent home for stealing a uh Xbox. Like mm-hmm. you stealing the Xbox, they kick you off campus, or you still you know what I mean? You still laptop, you get just things like that, and it's like Shoot, they gonna go and recruit somebody else. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Know it's gonna keep going. So really teaching the athletes like the importance of the opportunity at hand and to take advantage. You know what I mean? Interdependence. Right. Uh, but you get out of it, you know, and that's the thing. And like I said, I use like I said, I really use it to mentor, you know, young men and women. That's that's really Absolutely. what everybody loves sports. Go to some of these little league games, you see it. It's like okay, yeah. we use this. Um and like I said, I've got to do so many things to it. I got to talk to so many teams, um, professional teams, college teams, um, and learn from them. Like I said, I'm nobody special. I just appreciate every opportunity. And so, yeah, the, like now, right now, what we're facing, my son, he's a, a junior in high school. He plays varsity, you know, uh-huh. and to me, he's pretty good, you know, whatever he starts. Or whatever. And after the second game, they decided no more games, you know, because of COVID is rising. So as parents, it was disheartening. It was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. So at the same time, I understand health is important. Don't get me wrong. They have to do what they have to do. 
But it's like, what do we do with our little people now? You know, the gyms are closed for the parents that don't have the gold in the backyard, you know, and stuff. What are we to do with our little boys to keep them motivated? You got to find a way. Um, and that's do we go run around the track or something together? Yeah, like, I don't know what to do. I think we've been so spoiled that you know, we I hit the push ups, do some, you know, some callous jumping jack, but I think the biggest thing is. Like for example, this I'm gonna connect this, but mm-hmm. in my in my city they open the In and Out. You can look all this up. They open the In and Out in my city. In and Out is like a fast food restaurant, and um, In and Out like it's like a 12 to 14 hour wait, and people was waiting in line for 12 hours. You can Google this. People was waiting in line for 12 hours to get an In and Out burger, and. A lot of people were like, what's going on? I even was looking at it like, what's going on? But then I thought about it and I was like, you got to see the goal, not the obstacle. So then people was waiting in line. No, I thought it was crazy to wait in line for 12 hours for a burger. That The goal was to get a burger. They didn't care about the obstacle to 12 hours. They cared about the goal, which was to get that burger. So right now, you know, if your goal is to play sport, you know, it's the obstacle covid but I'm going to find a way. And that's what the kids, we, we got to work on just strengthening them up mentally to, you know, look at history, look at all the things. Now it's our turn. You know, you look at history, everybody has gone through something. We ain't right. just going to get by, you know, free and without adversity or anything. But it's like, how do we deal with it? And, you know, I look at my, you know, my older bro, he, uh, his name's Jeremy Johnson. He runs track. And, you know, he was going out for the Olympics. This was a, this was a couple years ago. You know, the Olympics comes around every four years, and he had just missed it, mm. but he didn't give up. You know what I mean? He kept working right. and he kept working. And I, I would want the kids to kind of adapt to that mindset, like don't give up, like, you know, because four years, you miss your turn. You got to wait four years to Another try four it. Years. Yeah, that can be That's tough. But what bro did, he didn't give up. He just kept working, you know, through the uncertainty. He just kept working because when, when them gates open, you don't want to be the one who was just sitting on the couch and, you know, everybody else is in tip top shape because it's going to yeah. keep regardless. Like I said, I don't have all the answers, but I would I would say, you know, success leaves clues. You can never start working and give up or, or get discouraged. You know, we all get down. But it's like you get down, you overcome it, you know, and keep the faith. And us, me, you, whoever, got to keep watering those seeds and keep that hope, you know. Yeah, that's the truth. And that's what I told him. I said, Kali, um, you know, we just have to keep your skills up. You know, we have to keep you going or whatever. Mm -hmm. For what? What if I can't use it for the rest of, you know, my high school career? And then I said, so when college come in, guess what? You'll be the baddest one on the team because you kept your skills up. So we just have to Mm -hmm. keep going. So I try to keep him motivated. I, I hope it works. I'm going to have to work out with him. Daddy going to have to get out there and work out with him. But yeah. we're going to have to do it for our kids because I know it's a hard time for them. If the parents were so upset, we can imagine how these kids feel with this. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. No, you're you're exactly right. And we, we just have to keep going. I mean, one thing what I would ask you is, like, what motivates you? You know, what motivates you? And, you know, it's such a, a cliche, a vague when you say your kids. But honestly... I have to show these kids that it's possible. Go out there, get your dreams. You can do it. Watch mama work hard. 
You know yeah. what I mean? Me and my oldest son, we we have conversations. You know, I kind of thought like, I wonder if he talked to his sisters and brothers, like me and him talk, you know, on that level as an older brother. He said, mom, I talk to them. I read, I relate the information. I talk to them. You did good with us. I watch what you do and I'm not going to mess up. So that meant a lot. You know what I mean? It meant a lot. It, it means that I'm showing them the steps to take. So yeah, my kids definitely motivate me because I don't want them to see anything different. I want them to see that you got to be a go-getter. You got to go out there and get it. And no one's going to give it to you. And also at the same time, don't be afraid to ask. If you do not know, ask. If you need assistance, ask. The worst case scenario is the answer is no, I can't help you or whatever. But at least you put your foot out there and you did ask for the help that you may need. Exactly. But um, something else that motivates me as well is is knowing that I made a difference in someone's life. You know, whether it's small or large, knowing that Freema has some type of, of dealings with that, it makes me feel good. Right on. Right yeah. on. I would have to ask you, you know, as you see my shirt, um, the company is the Cage Breakers. So you know, I'm, I'm a part of the Cage Breakers. Um, when you hear the word Cage Breaker, what does that mean to you? If I hear the word the phrase cage breaker, to me, that's that's getting out of the bubble, getting out of your comfort zone and stepping out there on faith. Just trying it, because if you if you never get out that cage and try something different, you're going to you're going to you're going to be comfortable at the state that you're in now. And it's probably so much more out there. So to me, a cage breaker is to get out that bubble you're in and try something different. Get out that comfort zone. Exactly. You, you got to go get it. And that's the motivation behind it. And that's what really, you know, things like this and everything, you know, when you talk about me being a motivational speaker, um, it's just really pushing this brand um, and helping people get out of their cages like myself. Um, you know, you look at, we'll look at like a what, a, a tiger in the zoo. Like you comfortable in the zoo. You get, you get fed, you get back, you get everything you want. You got chew toys, um, all these things um, versus a tiger in the in the jungle. You got to hunt for your food. You got you know it's a little bit different, um, but you're limited when you're in a when you're in a cage. Like things yeah. hold back. So one of the things I talk about when I talk to the kids is you know I'll ask them I'll say what is the cage. They'll tell me, and then I'll ask them what their cage is. You know think about it. Like what's holding them back. And before all this, I have them write out their goals. And then what, what what's holding you back from that? What's your cage like? And they'll tell you, they'll be 100 with you. And you just got to have, you know, you work through it. You know, we all have right. problems. We all have different addictions, whether it be social media, whatever. That's what, what, you know, it goes back to what I was talking about earlier. What are you going to sacrifice? And this is everything. What are, what are you going to sacrifice? Um, You have to sacrifice. But if you say, oh, I want to go to Clemson. I want to go to Alabama. You know, I want to go to Grambling. I want to go. It's, it's, it's broad spectrum that they say it's like okay what are you gonna do you know what i mean all right what are you gonna do to get there what are you gonna leave behind to get there <laughs> you know yeah. like what are you giving up because some of us like you said do have these addictions or bad habits um that we don't want to let go but it's, it's hindering us from moving forward like yeah. i don't i don't like change that holds me back a lot yeah I, I get comfortable. I don't want to try something new because I'm content with this. I know how it's going to work. And that's, and that's with anything from a, from my wireless service to, 
you know, the type of clothing I wear. Like, I'm comfortable. I know what I'm getting. So why change it? But sometimes we have to do it. Sometimes yeah. we have to do it. Got to level up. You know, change is scary. That's crazy. I talk about that in the book, too, about change. You know, a lot of people are scared to change. But Yeah. I've always been that way. I've always been that way. But I'm getting better at it. Um, mm -hmm. And like I said, even with the show, um, before Alan proposed this to me, I, my, me and my friends would have to like role play because I'm like, I cannot just sit on here and talk by myself. I can't right. just do this. What am I supposed to do? Da, da, da. So I wanted to kind of just let the whole thing go, the whole concept go. But um, I think I did maybe one of, I did maybe one of three shows by myself. And then that's when Alan was like, you know, you ever thought about this? And yeah. so had I not did those shows by myself, I don't think I'll be here because Alan wouldn't have seen me doing it. I would have just let it go until COVID was over. And guess what? COVID's still here, so it would have never been over. Exactly. So my little dream would have went down the down. I'd have been done. You adapted, you know. Yeah, I adapted. Yep, definitely, definitely. I love it. I, I appreciate you guys having me on here. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed our conversation. Um, we have to do this again. Um, I appreciate it. Yeah, I definitely appreciate it. Um, I'm going to ask you just to stay on. Um, you know, once I disconnect from everybody, just stay on. Don't go nowhere. I just wanted to talk to you a little quick behind the scenes. Okay. But um, all the viewers, thank you guys for watching. Make sure y'all share this video, especially, again, if you have athletes, you got sisters, brothers, kids. You never know what they're going through. So, like I said, on these conversations that we have on Sundays, Wednesdays, and sometimes on our Friday night discussions, you can learn from this. You can take this and share it with someone else. And you are then helping that other person by giving this them information that you learned today. So don't be selfish. Help someone else. You know, look at it that way. Do a good deed by sharing the video so they can understand there's other athletes out there that's just like them. Don't forget they're more than just an athlete. They're people. And they go through things as well. So as we always say on Let's Sip and Talk with Freema, peace and love. Appreciate it.